Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Do not think that the NFC East being so weak is a bad thing for the NFC East Feast podcast. It is a beautiful thing. I want all of these dumpster fires to be clustered together going into week 17. My dream come true, George, would be for us to do the week 17 version of the NFC East Feast and every single team has a chance to win. I don't know. It's like, no, it would be so fun to be like, well, if the Cowboys tie and the Redskins win by three, based on a win-loss differential, the Cowboys actually have an advantage. Like, I think it would be so fun to, to have come. And that was me on October 23rd, George, over two months ago when we were doing our football companion show. I didn't have it exactly right, but I was pretty close. I said going into week 17, all four teams would be alive. My apologies to the Philadelphia Eagles because my Cowboys eliminated them. But going into week 17, all four teams are playing each other and all four game, all, excuse me, both games, including all four teams, will decide this division, man. I am so excited, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. It's so good to see you. I'm glad. I'm honestly, I'm glad you're in it. I'm glad the boys are in it. I know those are listening are more than happy to tell me how they're the hottest team in football. Yes, sir. That, oh, have you seen what they've been doing and how their defense with Gregory and, you know, Ski Mask um, is it's really been fun to watch. It has. I'll let Did you, you read, a little bit. Did you read my pregame notes? <laughs> Did you read? Because you're reading my mind. Because last week you told me when I said my Dallas Cowboys had a win streak, you said no. It's back to back wins. You need at least three. Well, George, how about them Cowboys? Three in a row. That is a streak, my friend. And during that three game win streak, I want to tell you that the Dallas Cowboys have an NFL leading 10 turnovers. I think that is a huge part of why we are winning those games. Last week, we talked a lot about percentages. Now, I said two weeks ago going into the Niners game, they told me my Dallas Cowboys had a 1% chance. And going into last week, they had a 6% chance. And the Washington football team had a 74% chance of winning the division. Okay? After my Cowboys win and your Washington loss, which we're going to get into real soon, the Cowboys and the Giants, because they play each other, now both have a 23% chance of winning the division. And the Washington football team still has a stellar 54%. So for those of you listening, if you don't know, uh, the Cowboys and Giants will play at 1 o'clock Eastern. And the winner of that game will have a chance to win the division if Washington football team loses to Philadelphia on Sunday night. If. So I can, if, big if. So I consider these games, George, pretty much I consider them playoff games. I mean, wouldn't you? 
I would absolutely consider these playoff games. I think it really has come down to the wire and it's exciting for everybody. Um, you know, I'll get into it later, but I just think there's too much on the line for the Washington football team this year and they just have to come together to do this. Too much drama. Yeah, the boys are hot. They looked amazing against the Eagles. I'll say they might even be hotter than the Washington football team. I'll go out and say it right now. no doubt. You guys are on a losing streak, and we're on a winning streak. We're headed in two different directions. But let me get into the Eagles game a little bit, because now this has surpassed Atlanta. That was my favorite game of the year. Because as the game starts, my favorite receiver, Deshaun Jackson, jackpot, comes off of IR, and Jalen Hurts hits him for an 80-yard touchdown. And my stomach just sinks, bro. The Cowboy Killer's back at it. And all of a sudden, my Dallas Cowboys are down 14 to 3. And I'm doing, I ordered a shot, brother. I, I said, this, this season's over. I lost faith. But what do you know? My Dallas Cowboys came back in an exciting game. Got some good stats for you. In the history of the Cowboys Eagles, this game, 932 total yards this past weekend, the most of all time in this, in this game. So very exciting game, back and forth. Uh, Jalen Hurts played a hell of a game. Although um, we came out in the victory, ended up winning 37-17, to Jalen still played very well. Uh, Fletcher Cox, their defensive tackle, he was injured early in this game. I was going to touch on that. That was right when that happened. It seemed as if the wind beneath their sails took off for Philly. 100%, 100%, brother. No, that that changed the entire game. Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know if it was because he saw his backup, Tony Pollard, rush for you know like 130 yards the week before, and it motivated him, but he came back. Um, he missed the first game of his career two weeks ago. He came back and had the second 100-yard game of the season. And it's no secret, when Zeke rushes for 100 yards, the Dallas Cowboys win the game. But it wasn't all Zeke. I don't know if you've heard, George, there's a new currency being traded in Texas, and it's called Dalton's Dimes. This mm-hmm. is a new currency, and Andy was darting, throwing Dalton Dimes all over the field, 377 yards passing. And our three-headed monster, a wide receiver, you know the names, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, combined 13 catches, 300 yards, and three touchdowns, my friend. And the, and the defense held their own. Anthony Brown had a huge uh, fourth-quarter interception. Uh, for the second week in a row, he's had a pick. And my dog, Smoke Dog Randy Gregory, came through one and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. He was all over the field, man. I'm pumped up, as you guys can tell. George, how do you feel about my Dallas Cowboys uh, this past weekend? I, I thought they looked fantastic, man. The defensive backs have been awful the first few weeks <laughs> yes. of the year. I mean, first 10 weeks of the year, 12, who knows? It's been brutal. But back-to-back weeks with multiple interceptions. Right. And I think that's a huge stat for them to create those turnovers. As you said, 10 turnovers. I mean, they have been really conge- or, uh, congealing as a team. And that video you sent me uh, on Instagram, and you know, we're not the same men, we're not the same team. It was, just, cool. it was very strongly stated by them. And I think they really cultivated the relationship, found out who they were, actually have an identity moving forward. And I think that you are really in good shape for next year because you're not making the fucking playoffs. I like how you ended that, but very beautiful stated. The word that you said there, George, was an identity. And I've been very hard on Coach McCarthy this entire year, but I was wrong. This is a good football coach, and he never bailed on this team, even though it was reported early in the season this team was bailing on him. He kept these men together, and through all of the COVID and the concussions and the injuries, here we are in Week 17 with an opportunity to host the playoff game. One note on Philly before we jump ahead to the Washington football team. I saw a stat. Doug Peterson's career, okay, as the Eagles head coach, 
Under Carson Wentz, he's 35, 33, and one. So pretty much a 500 coach. When Carson Wentz is not the quarterback, meaning pretty much Nick Foles or Jalen Hurts, Doug Peterson, 11 and four. Very good coach. So I think it might be in the Eagles' best interest uh, to depart ways with Carson Wentz. But let's uh, keep this on the teams that ha- still have a chance in the division and hop to the Washington football team, who thankfully lost to the Carolina Panthers. And I want to thank um, the now unemployed Dwayne Haskins, George. I want to let you talk about your boy Dwayne and the Washington football team choking away yet another chance to seal this division. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. I think it's been all over the media nonstop, day after day. I'm very surprised they're even covering it, to be honest (laughs) with you, um, to that extent. But Dwayne Haskins is now no longer a Washington football team team member. He's no longer a player I look forward to hearing about. Um, Now it's kind of just turned the page as we call it. And it's, it's on to the new regime uh, with Ron Rivera, because let's be real. It wasn't his guy. It, just, it never was his guy. guy. It never was. Um, immature, you know, obviously not the best in the field has a great right arm. I hope he's not the next Jamarcus Russell. I've been saying that for a while now, but I, I know I'm so happy that I'm not going to lie. The, the humility he had to take in when no one picked him up off waivers just kind of brought a, a smile to my face. Like, grow up, kid. Like, you're not, you're not, bruh. Like, you're not at Ohio State anymore. Um, so it's, it was a, it was a definitely an eye opener for him. I hope he grows from it. Um, I, I don't want to wish, you know, harm on this guy, but let's move on. And, uh, do you want me to hear about what I think about that Panthers game? I, you know, he, he was expected what's, I mean, the defense stayed, stayed strong. Uh, oh. let's focus there. The defense played strong. I think we, we play well in the next week. Uh, we did give up some yards. We gave, we made some bonehead mistakes, but overall we played, Kind of what I expected if if Dwayne was out and Heineke, Heineke, I can't do it. I can't do it. But if anybody's seen that Chase Young uh, little video, it's funny. He he was. Uh, what do you think about? I'm, I'm curious what you think about this. You saw that video. You saw you saw when he was kind of basically saying, "Oh, he's operating. He's he's listening. He's in that playbook." You don't think that was a shot at Dwayne, bro? You don't oh, think four. that was a little bit like passive aggressive shot? Oh, 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 four been paying attention. Ooh. I love he goes out on the field. Dude, dude, Chase Young, first of all, one of my top 10 favorite players in the NFL. I wish he played for any other team. Dude, I love that. <laughs> he runs out onto the offensive huddle, daps up Heineke. He goes, he goes, I see you. I see you balling, Heineke. He goes, Yeah, that's what I do. And like, and like Chase gets hype. He goes, I see that. Oh, I see that. Dude, Chase Young is the truth, bro. I love that guy. He was balling, man. The defense played pretty well. Um, Antonio Gibson, let's let's do some highlights for Washington. I think he had 10 carries for 60 yards. So good to see him recovered from that turf toe. You're going to need him against Philadelphia. I'm not sure about Fletcher Cox's status, but they do have a pretty tough run defense. You're going to need Antonio, but he looks healthy. Dwayne Haskins not having Terry McLaurin, man. I, I don't think Scary Terry, as far as I know, has ever missed a game before this past week. And not having him, that was a huge loss, man. So is, uh, do you know his status? Is he going to be playing Sunday night? Uh, I, I don't think he is. I, I, I think he's questionable. He's just been warming up, doing a little bit of agility drills. Sure. I would love to see him on the field. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Alex on the field as well. I think if Alex, uh, Scary Terry, and AG is on the field together, I just, you know, I'm going to be very confident going into this right. week. 
but no, I, I don't know for sure if Terry's going to play. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 75% chance he's not going to play. That hurts, man. Because like you said, that that's the key. You know the defense is going to be there, especially the front four. But you need all three of those guys. The games that you guys have looked good this year has been Alex Smith, Antonio Gibson, and Terry McLaurin. So I hope for your sake, all three of those guys are out there. Um, back to this past weekend against Carolina. We talked about last week how you guys would, um, would not be able – uh, excuse me, Carolina would not be able to sustain long offensive drives. That's exactly uh, right. Carolina was not able to do that, um, but we did highlight Carolina's athletic playmakers on the perimeter, especially Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel went for 52 yards rushing and added 106 yards receiving. So that was really the, that's the story of the game for me. Um, Curtis Samuel, uh, athletic weapon for them. You guys did not have an answer, and that's why they were able to get down and score a few times. And one of their touchdowns was completely on your boy, uh, Steven Sims, the punt returning. Yeah. He fumbles the punt return. Okay. They, they recover it in the end zone. And if that doesn't happen, the Washington football team probably goes to overtime and maybe clinches the division. It's a, so it was a sloppy game. It was a very sloppy game. And I, I, I wouldn't even feel good after winning that game, in all honesty. Um, you would have won the division. You would have felt yeah, good. Of course, but I wouldn't feel good going into the playoffs. Like if we – if we play spectacular lights out against Philly, I'll be like, oh, all right. But that game was just ugly from start to finish for me. For sure. It was. So we will move on from that game and uh, talk very briefly. Um, the New York football giants, who are somehow at 5-10, and 10, still alive to win this division, uh, they traveled to Baltimore and they got boat raced. Um, even though Daniel Jones uh, is somewhat healthy, I don't think he's 100%. They did have their starting quarterback. But Baltimore completely dominated this game, ended up winning 27 to 13. It wasn't even that close as the score indicates. They ran the ball over him, all over him. Lamar Jackson, 80 yards rushing, J.K. Dobbins, 77, Gus Edwards, 85. That's a three-headed monster, man. And we're not going to talk about the AFC, but if Baltimore does sneak in there, I feel sorry for anyone who has to play them right now. But let's jump to week 17. And first, we'll start with my Dallas Cowboys in a three-game winning streak traveling to East Rutherford, New Jersey to play the New York football Giants in what could be a playoff game. And I feel ultimately confident in this game. Daniel Jones already came out and said that um, because of his ankle and his hamstring injuries, that he is not right. And although he's starting, I saw that Daniel Jones in his first 11 games this year, 11 rushes, excuse me, in his first 11 games, 55 rushes for 400 yards. For a quarterback, that's pretty elite, and that is a huge part of Daniel Jones' success. And when the New York Giants were on their little winning streak, that is why they were doing it with Daniel Jones and Wayne Gallman running the ball. But the past two games, since Daniel suffered his both ankle and hamstring injuries, one carry for three yards. So I have to feel going into this game, Daniel Jones is not going to be able to run the ball. And that's the weakness of my Dallas Cowboys. Although we've been turning the ball over and Randy Gregory has been getting pressure on the, on the passer, we're still, we still get run, ran on all day. But I think as long as we can slow down Wayne Gallman, we're not going to have to worry about Daniel Jones and their weapons on the perimeter really don't scare me. Um, we are pretty bad against the tight end, so uh, Evan Ingram might be a matchup problem. But dude, we are rolling right now, my friend. Like I told you, that three-headed monster at wide receiver, I've never seen all three of them ball out like that. And last week was impressive. Zeke coming off of a 100-yard game. Andy Dalton playing had to be with the, the best confidence he's had since he was taking Cincinnati to the playoffs. And, and this defense, all of a sudden, we're hungry. We're getting turnovers. I don't see any way the Dallas Cowboys lose this game. Of course, we can still not win the division, depending on what happens Sunday night. But I'm going with my Dallas Cowboys to have a pretty emphatic victory in, uh, in New York. I'll say Cowboys 30, Giants 13. How you see it going? Wow. I mean, 30 points. They're a top 10 defense. The New York Giants are. Um, so that's that's... 
Okay, uh, I see where you're coming from, though, with those three receivers and how great they've been playing with Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, you know, Zeke having a have great game. Who knows, Gallup might be in the mix as well, and it's a two-headed monster. That's absolutely the truth, but we can't forget about the, the G-men. I know they played awful against the Ravens, but they are strong. They're top 10 defense, again, like I said before, um, and it, they're nothing to mess with, but I'm going to say the Cowboys won this game. I, I truly think they're the hottest team in the NFC East right now, and it's – it's going to be closer than you think, I think. I think they got a little fight in them. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's both ways. The Giants could get in or the Cowboys. And in our situation, obviously, Philly wins, nothing happens. Um, so there's going to be a lot more fight with the Giants, I, I think. So I'm going to go ahead and say 30 to 27, the boys. Not so fast, my friend. If Philly wins, it's not like nothing happens. Nothing happens for Philly. If Philly wins, you don't go to the playoffs. It doesn't matter what happens in our game. So I honestly, that, I honestly don't know what happens if Philly wins because they're not going to win. So oh, okay. Yeah. If my Dallas Cowboys earn a postseason berth, though, George, I, w- I want to pat them on the back a little bit. They will be the fourth team in the history of the NFL to clinch a playoff berth, starting four or more different quarterbacks. That's impressive, man. We've had some turmoil in Big D, but we've started, of course, Dak Prescott get well soon, homie. Andy Dalton. B.A.D. Bandit. <laughs> and for one game, um, the product of uh, the AFL, Garrett Gilbert. So, I mean, the Cowboys, man, so much so much uh, turmoil, a tumultuous season. But again, shout out to Mike McCarthy for keeping the boys together. And uh, I think we uh, will put ourselves in position to have a playoff berth with a victory. But that cannot happen until the final game, George. It's pretty fun. The NFC East gets the final game. All of America will be watching on Sunday night football as Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels are calling the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. And of course, the Eagles, you could say they have nothing to play for, but not so fast. This is a division rival. And I heard a quote that I love from Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz this week. And they asked him, Coach, you know, now that you guys are eliminated, um, are you going to, you know, not really have much motivation to play this game? And he said, of course, we're going to have motivation. I already told my troops, this is a no hat game. And the reporter said, what do you mean by that? And he said, no team is going to come into our field, the link, and put on division champion hats. And it kind of gave me goosebumps. And then, you know, this is the NFC East, brother. Those teams do not like each other. And the Eagles would love nothing more, although they don't want to do the Giants or my Dallas Cowboys a favor. They would love nothing more than to ruin your season. And how are they going to do that? How are they going to do oh, that? I'd love to hear it. Uh, uh, they're going to do it the way that they almost beat my Dallas Cowboys because we're better than you right now. And if they play the same way, they're going to beat you. Okay. Jalen Hurts had a pretty damn good game against my Cowboys. Um, 21 for 30 passing, 342 yards and a touchdown and ran the ball for 70 yards. Now he did throw two interceptions. So that is concerning. Um, so, But if Jalen doesn't turn the ball over, I think he's going to run the ball effectively against you guys, as will Miles Sanders. And as we know, my favorite receiver, Jack Pot, is back. So watch out for Deshaun Jackson to burn you guys deep. And they still have another decent group of receivers with our boy Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward. And um, they bought their tight ends healthy finally with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. So I hope Fletcher Cox is healthy enough to play this game. But regardless, they got some dogs on that defense with Brandon Graham. And then the secondary, Darius uh, Slay came back last week and had an interception of Andy Dalton. And they got Jalen Mills back there. So Philadelphia is still a proud franchise. And I think nothing would make them more proud than to send the Washington football team home a loser. Now, I don't know. 
I saw yesterday a report that Taylor Heineke. I actually, I had this really. I funny can't joke. do that. It bothers me that I can't get that high. Oh, <laughs> Every dude. time I try, Heineke. Okay, that was, <laughs> that not, was, bad. That was not bad. Not bad. That was pretty good. Chase Young would be proud. I had this whole joke. I was going to call him Heineken Zero, but then I looked at his stats last week. I'm like, oh shit! Heineken came in and kind of slanged the rock. He came in 12 for 19, 137 yards, and a touchdown pass, of course, to my boy J.D. McKissick, who had another eight catches for 77 yards last week. God, that guy is such a lethal weapon out of the backfield. But I saw yesterday Heineke was taking the first-team reps, and then today Alex Smith was taking reps. So I think the Washington football team is playing it very close to the chest. I don't even know if they know who's going to be out there. But I really think that if Heineke is out there, although he played well last week and Chase Young loves him, you guys lose that football game. That's a big stage for a kid who just came off the practice squad. So my fingers are crossed that Heineke, Heineke is the starting quarterback for the Washington football team, and you guys suffer an L. But regardless, you know, George, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who I really think is going to win. I'm going to let my heart, not my head, decide this game. So I've, I've already made up my mind that the Philadelphia Eagles have to win and the Dallas Cowboys are going to go to the playoffs. But let me hear you talk about how you guys are going to win the division. Well, the fact that you said the stage is too big for Haneke, um, the fact that that stage is not too big. Imagine Chase Young running up to you as to congratulate you to, to keep doing what you're doing and not feeling starstruck, but, but not only kind of almost giving him a little attitude, be like, oh, no, I do this. Like that, he Swag. does this. He Confident. does this. Confident. I like it. And I and when I saw that, I'm like, this kid's not scared. Dwayne Haskins might not look scared, but he was scared to death out there. Um, the fact that I think who is this thing about strippers? He just, yeah, man, just yeah, again. Bro, trying to get them strip sacks, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, there's just been too much turmoil within this organization this year with the start of Ron Rivera's uh, cancer treatment. Obviously, the cancer, so to speak, with Dwayne Haskins. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> um, but, you know, Dan Snyder with his allegations. And there's just been a lot been going on. We've, you know, our defenses really came together. We've had an identity for weeks now, I think. And we've lost some really tough games. I think when Dallas gets beat, they get blowed out. But when we get beat, it's it's by minimum margin, wouldn't you say, B? Yeah, you're right. You're right on okay, that. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and say – I'm going to talk about the Eagles a little bit. Um, I will say the Eagles are beat up. I got a list here with the Phillies injuries that did not practice on Wednesday. Okay. And that includes Fletcher Cox, Derek ah. Barnett, Sean Bradley, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson. Who do you oh, know? no! <laughs> <do> you know? <laughs> Why? Someone named Jordan Malata and Quez Watkins. Um, so they have not practiced these last couple of days. I'm not actually sure about today, but I could see if they're out Wednesday, they'll probably be out Thursday too. It's December 31st, bro. It's week 17. This is a war of attrition. Everybody's beat up. Correct. Correct. But do you want to send out beat up players for the last game of the season? That doesn't matter. I don't care what your D coordinator says, bro. Do you want to risk that as a franchise? No, absolutely not. Um, so I do think we win this game. I think, you know what? I think you're right. I think it's going to be close. 
It's a two well, it's point be spread. It's a two point spread. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be really fun to watch. I think, or I hope. Um, but I think this is actually a game winning field goal by our boy Dustin Hopkins. E hop. Yes, I, we've both given him a hard time. He's as lost some games for us, but I think he oh, stepped yeah. in this game, has nerves of steel, and puts one right through the uprights. Who knows? Maybe a fifty yarder, dude. This is going to be a fun game to watch. I can't wait. But I do. I do not see us. I mean, hopefully the emotion doesn't get to us because I know how strong we want to play in this game, and I hope we do it. When I look at the Washington football team, George, and here's why I think that you guys are going to choke this away. When I was a, a young boy, my favorite cartoon was Scooby-Doo. Did, did you uh, watch Scooby-Doo as a kid, George? Yeah. I, I, so, and as, as you know, I'm sure the viewers know Daphne and Thelma, Scooby, Shaggy, and Freddy. They'd try to catch the bad guy. And at the end of every episode, Freddy would pull the mask off of the bad guy. That's how every episode ended. And they would always catch him. And the bad guy, if you remember, George, was always somebody that- Marky Florence, I think, right? What? No, it wasn't. That's rude. (laughs) Keep my cowboys out of your mouth. I'm not finished. The bad guy, George, was always somebody that we met prior in the episode. It was like, oh, Mr. Johnson from the food store. Like It was always somebody you didn't expect, but it was somebody that we knew. And that, George, is who the Washington football team is. I think these past 45 weeks- the football team was running around as the bad guy. Oh, they beat the undefeated Steelers, and we thought that they might be something that they're not. But these past few weeks, that mask has slowly been being pulled off. And on Sunday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles will complete the unmasking of the Washington football team, and we'll say, oh my God, they're still the Washington Redskins, that pathetic loser organization that they've been these past 20 years. You guys will choke but away. Do you know, do you know who was wearing that mask? Do you know who was wearing it, though? It was Dwayne Haskins, who we just released a couple days ago. So thank you very much. We got Alex back, hopefully. And he, he hopefully. goes in. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but it's that's who's been wearing the mask, and we got rid of him. You can't say the Washington football team is still not united without Dwayne. Are we better or worse without Dwayne? You 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 answer that question, yes or no, right now. You're a, you're a better, better football team without him. Yes. And I but think you cannot blame all of these struggles. Yes, the quarterback position has a lot to do with it. But there's 52 other guys who strapped up that chin strap these past few weeks, George Van Riper, and they have been suffering the L's too. The entire coaching staff, they suffer the L too. You can't put it all on Dwayne. And I think if you do, and the football team does, that is going to not do you guys any favors on Sunday. You can be like, oh, no, we'll be fine because Dwayne's gone. Well, guess what? Those boys at Lincoln Financial Field, they're going to be playing to ruin your season. So you better hope that whoever's under quarterback, I don't think just because Heineke, if he does play, came in in relief last week and slang the bell against the Panthers means that, oh, he's got nerves of steel. This is going to be Sunday night football. This is a big stage for the young man. I believe he played college football at Old Dominion. So I don't think he's ever really been under the bright lights. He's lucky those Eagles fans aren't going to be there hollering at him. But for your sake, I hope it's Alex Smith out there Regardless, I cannot wait, bro. This is so awesome for the feast that the two biggest games to me and to you and I know to most of the viewers or listeners are going to be Giants first Cowboys. I'll definitely be out with the boys watching that. And I can't wait to come home and watch the Eagles versus the Washington football team on Sunday night. And to y'all listen, what a perfect ending to the podcast, guys. I mean, Beautiful. we're still going to do a pod, obviously, for the playoffs. Oh, we got a playoff episode next week. But what a perfect ending perfect 
ending to the podcast. And again, we appreciate the hell out of y'all listening and sending, you know, stuff in and, and, and making comments about the Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, the Giants, and obviously Philly. But we do appreciate y'all listening. We really do. And uh, it's been fun, man. It really has been fun. I have, I have a blast every time we do this, man. And I'm going to be sad when it's over, but it's not over yet. And we can't go um, without talking about Jay Lutz. Now, of course, as we talked about last week, it's the holidays. So Lutz has been busy. He's a father. He's a husband. And today he had some pretty serious car problems. So, Jeff, I hope the car is running well. But long story short, we don't have any picks from Lutz. But I wanted to give a season recap and shout out Jeff a little bit. Because, we, I mean, we love our contributions for our people who call in for, you know, one or two minutes. But Jeff has given us through like 15 straight weeks of picks. This has been a crazy season of football. And Lutz's final record was 20 and 18. And in the crazy NFC East in this COVID season, that's pretty damn impressive. So thank you, Jeff Ludlow. And I want to shout out Jeff and our other good friend and loyal listener, Bobby Hartman. They are the champions of the Tarpon Champions Football League. They won the coveted Pantheon Cup, and they also won a couple thousand dollars. So actually, I owe you guys some money, and the Venmo is on the way. But congratulations, Jeff and Bob and the Kodak Sack roster for winning that title. And thanks again, Jeff. And I don't want to tease this yet, but I'm pretty sure the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the number five seed locked up, George. So whether it is um, the New York Giants, not, or my Dallas Cowboys or the Washington football team, the Bucs will be traveling to the NFC East champion. So I'm calling all you Bucs fans out, especially Logan Cottingham. He already came on the podcast a few months ago, and he absolutely killed it. So Logan, I want uh, material from you next week. And Jay Ludd, I want Jay Ludd sitting in the in the in the pilot seat next to me for the entire podcast, and we can do a serious um, wild card breakdown of the NFC East champion versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Speaking so of really- speaking of call-ins, do you mind saying your phone number real quick? Oh yeah. Okay, say it real quick because I really love for people to call in and either you know predict the score of this boys game or Washington game. The more people the call, the better, and maybe even make a little montage next week or something like that uh, for whatever happens. It'd be pretty cool. So whoever, so B, go ahead and say your phone number real quick. It is seven two seven 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 one three two eight six. You guys call me anytime. Um, throw a voicemail at me. Um, send me a text message of your predictions of Cowboys Giants, Washington football versus Philadelphia. Um, but I'm I'm always uh, downtown to answer the phone. I have a great boss. Shout out to Donnie. So I, I can always hop away from the computer for a minute and answer your calls. And I'm dude, this this is it, bro. NFC East Feast, week 17. Let's go, Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. I need you. And George, good luck, my friends. Thank you, sir. And thank y'all for listening.